What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Rob Goldberger. And today, we are back with another week of NFL predictions. It's week two, Sunday. NFL football will be on today. Very exciting. We saw a great Thursday night game between the football team and the Giants. Washington pulled out in a game-winning field goal. Very exciting game there. But first, we are going to go back and recap some of the games from last week. Um, So just real quick, I'm going to share my screen just so we can have a better look at the box scores, the scores themselves and whatnot. So week one, very interesting week. We saw a lot of upsets. Actually, while we uh, talk about week one, I got my prediction sheet right here. Last week, I predicted 10 of the teams that would win right. Rob predicted eight. So I am up in our season contest 10 to eight um, so far. So I'm ahead, but 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 it's close. but, yeah, there were a lot of upsets, some games we didn't pick quite right here. Um, the Texans was a real surpriser, 37-21. Um, to They came out very strong. Eagles, I picked. You didn't, obviously, but they looked very good. And since you are a fan of the Eagles, I'll, I'll let you talk about this one. 32-6, to I mean, this was a blowout. Jalen Hurts looked phenomenal. Devonta Smith looked great. And the Eagles defense looked really good against, you know, Falcons offense that is supposed to have some serious weapons on there. Yeah, I mean, I think this game was really one of the trenches for the Eagles because, I mean, they, they dominated that Falcons line. I mean, th- those those two teams, you know, those two units didn't even belong on the same field. And then the off- offensive side of the ball, you know, Jordan Mailata so far living up to his new contract. And, uh, you know, it's exciting stuff. If the line, if both line, I mean, we're going to play through our lines as was, you know, you know, our plan before the year. And if we can keep playing like this, man, I, I know it's the Falcons, but, there's reason for optimism there. There really is. And, you know, a, a guy that the league is going to have to look out for for years to come, in my opinion, is uh, Kenny Gainwell. I think he's a guy that can really play. He was very productive in his first NFL game as both a pass blocker and as a, you know, receiver and a runner. And I think, like I said, you know, Birds, I think, could have one of the best defensive lines in the league. And they they, they dominated that Falcons defensive line. And, uh, you know, Hargrave, Cox, and Graham really dominated that Falcons offensive line. Yeah, it was a big win for the Eagles. Obviously, you know, you mentioned hope. I mean, in the NFC East right now, I think the football giants are, you know, really the worst team there, to be honest, at this point. They, you know, they they look good on Thursday, but they always kind of play good against Washington. It's a little weird. But, you know, the Eagles came out really strong. They shut down the Falcons offense. Matt Ryan was a non-factor. Their run attack was, you know, not really that strong. Calvin Ridley, only five catches, 50 yards. I mean, this is a guy who I thought, had a very good chance to lead the NFL in receiving. So to shut that player down only 50 yards and five catches is pretty good for when your secondary is not expected to be, you know, the strong suit of that defense. Jalen Hurts, he looked fantastic. He can do it, you know, in the air and on the ground. I mean, he is, you know, looking at how he played that week, if last week, if he can, you know, carry that over against some, you know, legit defenses and whatnot. We saw some flashes last year, but if he can really put it together, I mean, this kid has the, the potential and the tools to be, you know, a top quarterback right now. The, the key right now with some of these top quarterbacks is versatility and being able to scramble. And Jalen Hurts has both of those things, and he does them as good as anyone in the league. So you look at that and you say, if he can get the passing down, become, you know, a very good passer, I mean, this is going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. So very good to see him having success. And the run attack, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. You know, Miles Sanders has struggled a little bit over the years, so we'll see how he kind of does against a better matchup. But, you know, a good first start some confidence at least to start the season for him, which is always a good thing in the NFL. Moving on to the next game I want to talk about, Steelers-Bills. We both picked the Buffalo Bills here. We both thought this was, you know, no way 
the Steelers will pull this one out. It was a very weird game. Big Ben only 188 passing yards. Najee Harris didn't really get it going. He struggled against a very good Bills defense. But on the flip side of the ball, the Bills also really didn't get it going on offense. I mean, you see the numbers. Devin Singletary did rush the ball very efficiently. But Josh Allen, only 270 passing yards, one touchdown. They turned the ball over. They had a blocked punt return for a touchdown. There was just some sloppy football in there. It was not their prettiest game. I didn't want to do that, but not their prettiest game. I mean, what were your thoughts on this one? For me, this one was a really weird game. And, you know, it, the Bills just honestly just did not play up to par. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, this might feed into some of that uh, Josh Allen regression hype that, you know, we've been seeing all offseason. I'm not sure if I'd, you know, go that far. But I think, you know, there are some serious question marks for the Bills as well as, you know, maybe the Steelers might be a little better than we thought. I mean, uh, from Josh Allen's standards from last season, he certainly didn't live up to them. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick was all over the field in this game. I mean, he was dominant. He looked like, you know, he one of the best safeties in the league, like he's branded to be, like he's getting paid to be. Uh, the Steelers, the Steelers team is going to live through their defense because Big Ben, you know, despite that W, he still looks like a corpse. You know, there's some throws where you say, why is this guy not sitting on his couch either, you know, broadcasting plays or just watching it home from Sunday. But if the Steelers defense, I mean, it's the same thing as last year. If that Steelers defense, you know, can hold up, then maybe they do have a shot in the North. I still think the Browns and even the Ravens might be a little better. Although the Ravens, you know, they looked a little questionable last week. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't know about the Steelers and, with you know, Big Ben as their quarterback. I don't know if he's, you know, good enough to carry them to that division title that they want. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, a case of people forgetting about that Steelers defense and how that is the true best part of this ball club. And that's where, you know, their top players really are. You have T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. You have Devin Bush. You have Kim Hayward. I mean, there's a lot of names on that defense that are high-end elite NFL players. So. People need to stop disrespecting the Steelers just for that. To be honest, I am still not as high on the Steelers. I think this team is still probably the third best team in that division. Maybe they're closer to the Raiders than we thought, or the Ravens than we thought. But I do think the Browns, I would still put in another tier. We'll talk about the Browns game in a second. But Najee Harris for me, I mean, this was a slow start, but I think Najee Harris is going to pick it up, especially in some of these better, some of these worst teams. I mean, the Bills are, in terms of top defenses in the NFL, the Bills are, they're right up there. So this is one of the harder matchups you're going to see for Najee Harris. And he kind of had, you know, he had an 18 yard rush, I know, at the end of the game. So he started to get a little more comfortable, but, you know, it's a tough NFL matchup for your first game. I think this week against uh, the, Ra the Raiders, I believe they play, this week will be a much better test of Najee Harris and how they plan to utilize him. I feel like they stayed away from him at parts in the game and he still ended up with 16 carries. So that shows you this guy is going to be rushing the ball a lot here, which I'm excited about. And for the Bills, I kind of touched on it a little bit, but we'll move on here. But, yeah, Josh Allen, not his best game, um, but it's against a tough defensive unit. We'll see what he can do this week. But we did mention, I mean, I guess, ooh, which game do we want to touch on? I'm going to say we touch on the Cardinals and the Titans, the Bengals, Vikings. I mean, it was a great game, but I feel like those teams are not necessarily – we'll see what happens next week. But, uh, you know, we do have limited time. So Cardinals, Titans, and then we'll go to Browns, Chiefs. So Cardinals Titans, I mean, this was you had the Titans. I know you said they were going to be your division winner. Um, so, you know, I do want to get to your thoughts on this. But the Titans, I mean, they just came out flat. Derrick Henry, not really doing too much. Uh, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones were non-factors almost in this game. Ryan Tannehill didn't look good. And on the flip side, Kyler Murray looked like an MVP candidate. D-Hop looks fantastic. Kirk looks fantastic. 
What were your thoughts on this game, your thoughts on the Cardinals, and then also the Titans? Has your opinion changed at all with them? Uh, I still think the Titans are going to win the division, but I think that division might not be so great as evidenced by the Colts' performance over the weekend. Uh, I think the Cardinals look fantastic. Obviously, that's you know an unspeakable fact, but that Titans defense is really not good. Uh, we saw it last year. Those are the biggest question marks heading into the year. They even lost pieces. You know that you know even kept that uh, defense from completely sinking, and it, you know that that defense was almost. Uh, I mean, it looked like a college defense out there. I mean, the, the, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, I think, were almost operating on sort of a different level than that Titans defense. And then on the flip side of the Titans offense, I'm actually really not too worried. I think Chandler Jones had one of those once-in-a-lifetime performances that, you know, they talk about in documentaries in 50 years. But uh, I think I think the Cardinals are much better than I thought they were going to be. And I think the Titans, you know, on the defensive side of the ball have – a lot of question marks like they did heading into the season. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are, you know, a team that I gain a lot more respect for. And I think they're going to be a lot better than I thought. I think Kyler Murray's key and he looks like he's going to be an MVP type player this year. He was fantastic last week. I mean, he had five total touchdowns. He can do it on the ground, in the air, like we said. But Jalen Hurts, that's kind of what you need to do these days. And, you know, Kyler's been a better passer than Hurts, but you know, struggled. He's been a little inconsistent at times. So it's going to be about making, putting consistency together. D hop. I mean, he was a very good in this first half, they kind of a non-factor in the second, they kind of just, you know, let him relax and whatnot. Once this game got out of hand and on the tight end side, I mean, look, I mean, that Derek Henry is kind of the backbone of that offense, no matter what Julio Jones or AJ Brown has to do, you know, he couldn't get it going game script didn't favor him, but Derek Henry, I mean, he didn't look amazing. I'll be honest. There were some goal line carries in there where, you know, he couldn't get it in and you just would never used to see that with Derrick Henry. So it was a little concerning. I know this Titans O line is a little banged up right now. Not the best also, but Derrick Henry is going to have to be good if this team really wants to compete. And on the flip side, AJ Byrne, Julio Jones, um, I'd say even regardless of the score, it was a little disappointing to not see one of these guys really get involved. I mean, I think AJ Brown looked good. Julio to me, I mean, Three catches, 29 yards, that's that's not good. you got to find a way to utilize these guys more, especially against a Cardinal secondary that, you know, isn't amazing. I mean, they do have Buda Baker, who is one of the premier safeties in the league. Um, cornerback group's a little young, but I don't know. It was disappointing for the Titans and on the Cardinals side. Just a, a very well-played game. Um, and another game that was a very good game was the Browns and the Chiefs. Cleveland came out very good. They were up 22-10 to 10 at half. It was looking good for them. And then in the second half, they just couldn't get it going. Obviously, you see the stats. Baker Mayfield, a much better game than the box score necessarily demonstrates. I mean, I think the 21 completions for 300 yards kind of shows that just that one turnover at the end when he was getting tackled, tried to throw the ball away, couldn't get it out. Very unfortunate there. You see the Browns run attack from the score. Elite as usual. That's what they run through. No Odell Beckham. He still won't be active this week, so they're easing him in. And then the Chiefs, their offense as usual. Pat Mahomes, just absolute domination. What do you expect? Nonetheless, this Browns defense did good at containing him in the first half, but in the second half, you just can't do it. Tyree Kill, 197 receiving yards, just ridiculous. Travis Kelsey, two touchdowns. I mean, this Chiefs offense, it's just ridiculous. And, and on the Browns side, I mean, you know, it was a well-played game, but ultimately they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, to me, this is sort of a game that underscores how dangerous the Chiefs, just how dangerous the Chiefs really are, because the Browns played well. I, I, I think the Browns played really well. I think they did. I think Baker had a good performance. I think – I, I think the offense played really well as a whole. I think that was a really impressive, you know, showing in Arrowhead. 
And despite all that, despite them maybe playing one of the best all-around games I've, I think I've seen from the Browns outside of last year's playoffs, uh, uh, the, the Chiefs got it done anyway, just off the back of Patrick Mahomes, just because he's so unbelievably dominant and good, and he can score so quickly and flip the, you know, the momentum in the game so quickly. Because you know the Browns were front running for a lot of this game uh, up until the Chiefs, you know, sort of took the lead in the second half and sort of uh, kept the Browns down. But I, I think Pat, I, Patrick Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey are just unbelievable, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe add you know, that wide receiver too, that they've sort of been lacking for the past couple of years just to us. Uh, yeah. About. Yeah. I mean, this, this team is fantastic. I don't think they can go understated. I mean, the defense, you know, they played how they kind of will, um, you know, Pat Mahomes just, just as MVP as usual, you know, the one thing I will say with the chiefs offense, the run game is still lacking. I mean, Clyde Edwards, Blair really wasn't impressive. Only three yards of carry. You know, if they could get that going, then you're really achieving a level of, you know, I think what the Bucks offense is on where they have an elite passing attack and then an elite rushing attack, in my opinion. Not Maybe not elite. They don't have a superstar, but they've got a bunch of guys there that fill their distinct roles and, and get the job done. So I think the Chiefs just could use a little more boost. I know it was a rough game. Clyde edwards Slayer, we'll see what happens with him. But like you said, Baker Mayfield, good performance. Um yeah, I mean, I think you covered it pretty well. It was just a tough game uh, for the Browns to lose. That that punt at the end uh, where they, Jamie Gillen fumbled really kind of screwed up momentum and whatnot. So tough there, but uh, good showing from both teams. I still expect these two teams to be the top two teams in the AFC, especially after the Bills' performance. I, I think the Browns are better than the Bills. So, yeah, tough showing, tough loss for the Browns, I should say, but good showing from both teams. And I think uh, we can touch on these games real quick. Real quick, Saints-Packers. I mean, there's not much to talk about. Saints, they looked good, obviously. They got it done with the Packers. My question to you, are you worried about the Packers? Or do you think this is just one of those games where just they couldn't get it done and, and you think they'll pick it right back up this week? Uh, I'm not too worried about them, but I'm not really too sure if they can compete with the the other elite of the NFC because I think, I, I think they'll get into the playoffs fairly easily. I think they'll win their division really easily because I think it's a really bad division. Um but my, my only word for them is, you know, this trend sort of continues. Will Aaron Rodgers mentally check out? Has he already mentally checked out? I mean, he's there, you know, he's the guy the offense revolves around. He's what the MVP of the league. And if uh, we know how the, uh, his mind sort of works, um, uh, if he checks out, you know, obviously Green Bay is <laughs> pretty screwed. But uh, I, I'm not too concerned with the Packers. I, I'm very intrigued by the Saints because I think. You know, a lot of people were counting out the Saints before this year. You know, Jameis isn't the guy. He's just a placeholder. They'll be, you know, 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and nine this year. But this is a team that looked like they had very few weaknesses. I mean, I think that defense is very, very underrated. Um, and I think their offensive line is still absolutely excellent. When you got to have a guy like Kamara, it takes so much stress off of Jameis. And, you know, I mean, Michael Thomas is obviously going to take a while to get back to, you know, to ease in from that injury. But once he's there, I mean, the Saints could, you know, they could cause some serious trouble in the NFC. I don't still, I don't even, I still don't know if they're as good, even as the Packers or the Bucks. But I don't know. Maybe they could cause some, uh, you know, some damage in the playoffs if they get there. I definitely think they established themselves as a playoff team in this game. I think that's kind of what they established. I think there were still some people who were a little skeptical. I mean, the NFC, this team should have always been a playoff team. But, you know, I think they really established themselves as a really good team, to be honest. And, I was impressed by Jameis. He looked good. He did what he had to. 
They leaned on the run when they had to. And the receiving-wise, they don't have really any superstars. Kamara only three catches, which was a little surprising. But Jameis spread the ball. He got, you know, he didn't force it. He didn't turn the ball over. And that's the key with Jameis. I mean, the turnovers were what made, prevented him from being elite. And he didn't turn the ball over, and he had five touchdowns. So it's going to be fun to see what happens. Real quick on the Packers, because I do want to talk about that Monday night game. I mean, I'm a little worried. I, I, I can't say you can't not be worried after they get blown out like this. Um, it was not a good game. The Saints defense, they lost a lot of guys. They did play well, but um, it they, this Packers team should be able to kind of carve it up. I know they're without Bakhtiari, I believe, right now. So that is going to hurt, hurt you a lot. But, uh, you know, we'll see this week. This week will really be a true test, um, you know, and to see if this is going to be an outlier in the season or if this is not an outlier, in which case then that's a serious concern. But we'll see what happens. They do need to get that run game going, though. Aaron Jones, five for nine. They really started to not use him. I know the games were really didn't help, but, you know, he's got to be better. So uh, we'll see what happens this week with the Packers. And then lastly, Raiders, Ravens, before we talk about Thursday night, and then we'll go into our last week predictions. This was a very good game. Went to OT, obviously, where we saw the Raiders get the ball on the one yard line. Then they penalty. Then they had a, they didn't get it in. Then they had a penalty, and then they didn't. They turned the ball over. Then the Ravens got it. They're marching. They turned the ball over, and then the you know last minute touchdown to Zay Jones. Really good game. I mean, the Raiders didn't look great in the first quarter, but then they turned it around and, and they played really well. Josh Jacobs was out this week. Had two touchdowns. Derek Carr ended up having 400 passing yards, over 400 passing yards. Darren Waller got, I think, like 20 targets or something ridiculous. This guy gets, uh, you know, is going to be a machine this year in fantasy. What were your thoughts about this game? Um, you know, for the Raiders, were you impressed? Do you think the Raiders could maybe make a playoff run? And, and for the – or did I, say, I think I said the Raiders, that was for, obviously. And then the Ravens, I mean, just thoughts on that and, uh, you know, what you think about them. Uh, I think – Lamar still has very little. He didn't play his best game, obviously, you know, some ball security issues. But, I mean, the concern for the year was coming, you know, is the offense around Lamar enough? It was That was the question last year. And so far, I mean, it doesn't seem to be the case. Pretty intriguing game from Hollywood Brown, though. You know, if he can keep this up, they might be able to beat some good teams. I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't know if I've reached a verdict on either of these teams yet because this game is just so crazy. You know, if one different thing would be, you know, uh, switched, we could be talking about something completely different right now. Uh, I think it was a good win for the Raiders. I think, obviously, uh, there was a lot of luck involved. I don't really see them competing with the Chargers and the Chiefs in the AFC West, you know, because that might be the best division in all of football uh, as of right now. Uh, I just don't know if the Ravens are good enough is the thing. You know, I don't know if they're good enough to compete with that, you know, top tier of teams in the AFC you know, the, I'll, I'll just say the Browns and the Chiefs. I don't think they're as as good as either of those teams. I think the offensive line is much weaker than it's been in recent years for the uh, Ravens. Uh, and like I said, I don't think the, Ra- the Raiders are a great team. And it, I don't know. This is a bad loss for them. This is a bad loss for the Ravens. It's interesting because we did both predict the Raiders. I feel like we kind of both felt like something weird would happen. Like this is kind of one of those games where you could kind of see something weird coming from the Raiders and like a win coming. The Raiders are a weird team. That's what I'll say about them. They're going to have games where they win that you don't expect them to, and then they're going to have losses that they should have won. And and it's kind of a weird team. It always has been with Derek Carr. We'll see what happens. I mean, Josh Jacobs was banged up this whole game. He did end up getting two touchdowns. It was really key for them. He's going to be out this week. But I think that run attack with him is really going to be key with Darren Waller. They've got weapons on the offense. There's no question. The defense played pretty well. 
Uh, Carl Nassib had a very good, uh, you know, forced fumble at the end. And then, you know, Max Crosby cannot go unmentioned as well. He had a very good performance, two sacks, a lot of pressure there. For the Ravens, before we jump to Thursday night football, it's a bad loss, one they can bounce back from. Tyson Williams looked very good, nine for 65. I know he had that big run, but he was also a threat in the receiving game. So we'll see how they continue to utilize that running back group this week. Hollywood Brown looked good. The one thing for me that I was just confused about is Mark Andrews. Why does this guy have three catches when he's arguably the best pass catcher on that offense? He just gave him a $60 million extension almost, and he had three catches for 20 yards. That, that makes no sense to me. I know they guarded him pretty well, but Lamar's got to do a better job of finding guys like that because we mentioned he has no target weapons, but when he has one of his best weapons on the field, he's not throwing the ball to him. So a little confusing there, but I, you know, the Ravens, I think I've always kind of said, I'm not as high on them as everyone else. They'll be a playoff team, but can they be, you know, a, a NFC or AFC Super Bowl team? I don't think so right now. All right. Thursday night football before we get into our predictions for the week. Very good game here. Giants, Washington football team. So many things to digest. We obviously had a dropped touchdown by Darius Slayton in the end zone. We had you know, the game-winning field goal missed, but then it was called offsides on Dexter Lawrence, which if you really look closely at it, who knows how it's very close. I still have no idea what the right call is there. And then Dustin Hopkins nails the game winner. So very good game. Uh, Saquon Barkley looked better than he had in his first game. And for Washington, Taylor Henneke looks kind of legit, to be honest. He looked very good. I was very impressed. What were your thoughts on this game, Rob, and you know your future thoughts on both these teams after week two? I think both of these teams are pretty bad, I have to be honest. I think the Giants are, are awful. I mean – I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I actually felt bad for Daniel Jones behind that, you know, disaster of an offensive line. I mean, I'll give them some slack. You know, they got the starters. They have starters injured. One got uh, injured in the middle of the game, uh, beginning of the game. They're actually pretty good in the second half. But that first half, that offensive line was abysmal. Um, I think that Washington defense really didn't look as good, hasn't looked as good throughout two weeks as everyone said it was going to look. I think, you know, you got guys like Montez Sweat and Chase Young. That's all great. But that, that secondary is kind of weak. I got to tell you, I mean, it's looked weak. They, they they play Justin Herbert week one. You know, okay, maybe, you know, a guy like Justin Herbert you can expect to be shredded by. But Daniel Jones sort of, you know, he had, he had maybe his best game in the NFL against this, you know, Lord Washington defense. I think both of these teams are bad. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are going to end up competing for this division. Uh, I, I, I still, you know, would say the Cowboys might win this division by three or four games. Um, I think the Giants are really – God awful. Um, I think they're so, und- I think it's funny, you know, for a coach who makes up all these things about being disciplined, you know, has all these unorthodox rules about discipline, discipline, discipline. It's potentially one of the most undisciplined teams I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, good for Taylor Heineke. I'm happy for the guy. It's a pretty crazy success story. I was brought in as the practice quarterback. And listen, outside of that pick, he really looked good. He, he looked clutch. Um, was he lucky he got a couple chances? Yeah. But it's all about taking advantage of, uh, you know, of luck. Uh, I'm, you know, it's a really cool story. Uh, I'm glad he won. Uh, but I, I really don't think, you know, Washington's any sort of long-term contender after this game. I think this is a big game for Washington to win. I think if they lost this, they'd be in a really bad spot. Being at one and one, you know, at least that's – you kind of salvage that, you know, 0-2 is not a place you want to be. I think Heineke looked really good. I think the defense, it's just going to take a little time maybe to get used to it, to, you know, get some rust out. They definitely don't look as strong as they have. Um, the secondary did not play well in this game. Um, 
we'll see what happens. But for me, Washington, the big thing was Terry McLaurin in this game. And finally, the usage this kid deserves. He is easily the best player on that offense. I know Antonio Gibson is good, but Terry McLaurin right now is the best player on that offense. And we've just seen over the years, they just do not use him as he should be. We saw even in week one, Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't target him while he was in. He had four targets and he had four catches. This game, he had 11 catches on 14 targets for 170 yards and a touchdown. And you just look at it and he looks so talented. He was James Bradbury was getting cooked up the whole game. He was, you know, that's one of the top corners in the league, supposedly, in James Bradbury. And he looked very bad in this game on Terry McLaurin. So I'm very impressed by Terry McLaurin and the game he had. You know, I think Taylor Henneke really likes him. He, he forced the ball to him a lot. Um, Antonio Gibson looks so good. I mean, this guy just touches the ball and it's like five yards guaranteed. Um, you know, just needs some red zone work. I know J.D. McKissick stole that. That's tough on fantasy owners. But Gibson looks good. This offense looks good. I mean, that touchdown pass to Ricky Seals-Jones was incredible. That was one of the be- best passes uh, of the game of the week, probably. Um, very good pass. Um, so, I like the Washington offense, to be honest. I think the defense was the problem in this game for them, which is kind of weird because you think it'd be opposite. Right. And on the flip side, Danny Jones, like you said, one of the better games in his career, passed the ball really well, was pretty effective, ran the ball really well as well. I mean, almost 100 rushing yards. It was weird to see him like that elite, but that's kind of how they're using him, and it's working. He has been very, very good at running the football. So it's kind of a part of his game that you know might end up saving him, saving his career, to be honest, if he can figure that out. Sterling Shepard looks great. Uh, Kenny Galladay, three catches. I don't know why you give a guy $70 million to essentially do nothing on the field. Uh, another confusing deal, but here's what it is. I want to jump to our week two predictions, starting with the Raiders and the Steelers. Uh, you know, two one and O teams after week one, two teams that, you know, maybe aren't as highly valued as some people think they, or maybe as what they could be. I don't know. I'm going to stop talking. What do you think on this one? Uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Uh, picked against them last week. Don't really see him in Heinz Field to what I think is an inferior Raiders team. But like we said, the Raiders are really weird. Who knows? But I'm going to go with the Steelers. Uh, I think that defense is much better than Baltimore's. I think, you know, the, I, I think they'll, they won't have the hardest time against Derek Carr and the Raiders offense. But, uh, yeah, I'll just go with that home field advantage. I'll go with the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers as well. I think, you know, the Raiders had a great game week one, but offensively they really got it done. And I don't think they're going to have that similar success. We saw what the Steelers defense did to Josh Allen. They shut him down. And and that's going to be the case here. There's no Josh Jacobs as well for the Raiders, who I truly believe is an integral part of that offense. Kenyon Drake will be there, obviously, but he's just not the same kind of player as Josh Jacobs is. For the Steelers, I think this will be a great game. I think this will be a good game for Najee Harris. I do believe he's going to be able to get it going this week. Uh, we saw the Ravens running backs. They had a lot of success last week, as well as Lamar Jackson. So I'm expecting Najee Harris to play good. I'm expecting the Steelers receiving core to also play a lot better. That Raiders Raider secondary is not that talented. We just couldn't really see them really get, uh, you know, tested last week with Lamar Jackson, obviously not a huge thrower of the football. So Steelers here, we'll both pick that. Um, should be a good game, though. I could see the Raiders winning. Could be a weird one. Um, this should be a good game as well. Niners, Eagles. Niners pulled out that week one win against the Lions, which was a lot closer than it really was. Uh, obviously, some garbage time at the end. But what do you think on this one? Do you think your birds can pull this one out? Against my better judgment, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think the link is going to be rocking. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of behind. This is really just a gut feeling pick, uh, you know, motion. But uh, I don't know. I just think Galen Hurts gets it done. I think the 49ers are really, really banged up. You know, that's an evergreen state. That's really an evergreen statement. Uh, I think, you know, the splits from 
before they lost Jason Barrett last week to after Jason last after they lost Jason Barrett last week are really telling. Uh, that's when the Lions started to mount what would have been an absolutely insane comeback. Um, but yeah, I think that Niners defense is a little weak at the back. And uh, like I said, I'm really just not that I, I didn't say it, but I, I'm really not scared of a, a, a Jimmy G at quarterback. I, I think we're going to have struggle. That, that's probably going to come back to bite me. I think we might struggle with Debo Samuel a little bit because he's a fantastic player. He's also on my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would like to see the uh, – uh, I think the birds are going to pull it out. Uh, you know, don't think they're going to lose at home. First game back with the full stadium. It's basically what, it's gonna, what, I'm, what I'm picking off of. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Eagles fans are going to come down to reality after this. So I'm going to go with the 49ers here. Look. Eagles had a great week one performance. You can't deny it, but you're playing the Atlanta Falcons. So that's a bottom five team in this league. The 49ers are a playoff team, in my opinion. They've got a very good defense. You can bring up the Barrett stats. I do believe that's a big injury, but it's also garbage time. I think that it has to play some role into it. Um, I just think the 49ers are, are going to be a very good team. We're going to see what happens at running back if it is Elijah Mitchell. or I believe that's his name, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, maybe Trey Sermon gets work in there. Debo Samuel looked great. Brandon Ayuk was a non-factor, but they got George Kittle too. I mean, George Kittle is going to be a, a very big threat in this game, I feel. And I just feel like that defense, even a little banged up, is still going to be a much tougher threat for that Philadelphia offense. And hey, they proved me wrong this week. They go out and put on a good performance. This is a team that can be looked at as a very serious threat in the NFC East, but I got to see uh, them go up against and dominate against a good team before I pick them. Uh, so I'm going to go Niners. I just think they are a good team. And I know people hate on Jimmy Garoppolo, but it's a guy who led their team to a Super Bowl, regardless of that. De- what you think of that defense? That offense was good that year, and it was efficient. So Jimmy G can get it done. Texans, Browns. I think I speak for both of us. This will probably both be a Brown sweep here. Uh, personally, I don't think the Texans will be able to carry that success that they had against Jacksonville this week to Cleveland. Cleveland's a tough place to play in, and it's just not going to be the same level of team. The Browns are a very, very good football team. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with the Browns. Uh, I'd just like to throw it back to that San Francisco thing. Uh, you mentioned Brandon Ayuk. I think that's going to be one of the most interesting things to track about today's game. Because, you know, uh, Shanahan came out in the media. He said, just because, uh, you know, where we drafted him, he's not going to play every guy. So I've outperformed him. So we'll see how that carries today. But, yeah, I'll go with the Browns. I think they're in a different tier of team than the Texans. Texans looks good. I think Jacksonville is probably the worst team in the league. It's probably the thing I'm going to say after week one. Um, but, yeah, the, the Browns are – in a, in a totally different tier than the Texans. So this will be, yeah. again, it's not even close, in my opinion. Yeah, like you said, Jacksonville, the team we're going to talk about right now. Trevor Lawrence, very bad week one. He looked terrible, to be honest. Um, not what you expected in a number one overall pick, who some people said was one of the greatest college prospects of all time. And I disagreed with all of that at the time. So I'm going to float. And as long as he keeps playing bad, I'm going to, you know, say that, you know, I told you so. But this one is going to be the Broncos. They look good week one, uh, you know, Teddy B, Teddy B looked good. The running tack was efficient. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams did pretty good there. They did lose Jerry Judy, but you still got Cortland Sun. You still got guys like Tim Patrick, other guys to mix and match in there. Noah Fant was good. And that Denver defense is going to be an even bigger test for Trevor Lawrence. So if he couldn't get it done against that weak Houston defense, I just think there's no way that he can get it done against Denver. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Denver too, here too. I don't know. I think you're you're a little harsh on Trevor last week. I think he had those three picks, but I think he did show some flashes. I think it's going to be very hard for him to play behind that offensive line. I, I think plain and simple, you know, we talk about young quarterbacks struggling behind bad offensive lines all the time. I think this is another case that I think their defense really isn't very good at all. 
I don't think Urban is built for the NFL level. I think he showed it again. You know, he's shown it before. I think he's going to show it again. And, you know, that USC job might look pretty enticing for him at a certain <laughs> But, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Broncos with that uh, defense. You know, they're very strong defense. Bradley Chubb expected back today as well. Should be very interesting to see. Saints-Panthers, NFC – oh, my God, what division is it? NFC South matchup. Forgot the division there. Sam Darnold, you know, he beat those Jets week one. CMC looked very good in his return. Saints looked very good as well, though. So, what are your thoughts? Who's going to pull this one out? Um, I'm going to pick the Saints. I was going back and forth in this all week, but I don't think the Panthers look that strong against a Jets team. Who I actually picked a win, but I, I can acknowledge they're a very bad team. Sorry to say, Griff. Uh but yeah, I'll go with the Saints. Um, I think, you know, I'm not a huge Sam Darnold guy. Uh, you know, this game really depends on whether McCaffrey can sort of carry that Panthers offense and, you know, keep them up with, you know, Jameis and the other guys. But I think that Saints defense is really strong. Uh, I think the Saints have really traditionally owned the Panthers the past couple of years as well. I think so that plays sort of a psychological factor as well. Um, and I think that the coaching matchup really isn't fair at all because Sean Payton compared to Matt Rule, a guy who's been highly criticized by a lot of Panthers fans, you know, last year as well as uh, even the first game of last year, despite their victory. So I'll, I'll go with the Saints here. Yeah, I'm going to take Saints too. I mean, this is kind of one of those picks that, you know, you feel like the gut's telling you the Panthers. But I was really impressed week one with the Saints, and I feel like I just can't pick against them right now after that game. Um, you know, the Panthers, they played, you know, a Jets team that's really bad. I said that before week one. I know you picked the Jets, but I did not think the Jets were going to be very good. And the Jets ended up playing them pretty close for most of that game. It was a competitive game. So I think if that's the case, I mean, the Saints are going to come in here and, you know, be able to really dominate them. CMC was very good last week. He had a ton of scrimmage yards, I think well over 100, um, 30 total touches. So, I mean, besides touchdowns, you can't really expect more out of CMC than what he did in that Jets game. And I think it'll only be tougher for him against the Saints. So they can shut down CMC a bit. Should be an easy win for the New Orleans Saints. Rams, Colts. I'll start. I think this is easy. I love the Rams. I think that week one really showed. I think this is the top two team in the NFC right now. They are such a good offense. They're such a good defense. Colts, I still believe they're going to be a good team, but this is just a tough matchup. I liked what Jonathan Taylor showed fantasy-wise. I have him in one of my leagues. He had very good volume and work. But the Rams, to me, are just going to be too much, too much to handle. So give me the Rams. I, uh, I'm really high on the Rams, especially after week one. I know we didn't touch on it. Very good performance from Matt Stafford. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams as well here. I think they're going to uh, – yeah, I, I think the quarterback – you know, the two quarterbacks aren't on the same tier here. Uh, I'll, I'll go – I'm just going to roll with the Rams because, like you said, I think they're an excellent team going to, I think, what is a mediocre Indianapolis team. Yep. Uh, Bills, Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins pulled out a week one win against New England. Tua looked all right. I don't think he looked amazing. He looked, you know, maybe good for his standards at this point. Jalen Waddle had a good game. And the Bills, I mean, they're going to look to bounce back. The Dolphins' defense, no easy task, though. Uh, so what are your thoughts on this one at the Hard Rock? You know, I'm actually going to pick the Dolphins. I've been going back and forth on this all week. Uh, against my, like I said earlier, it's against my better judgment. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Buffalo. I just think er, – or Miami, sorry. I'm going to go with Miami. Uh, maybe that home field advantage. I don't know, something about this game. Uh, I think, you know, that Dolphin, it's a very good Dolphins defense might be able to shut, you know, you know, be able to limit Josh Allen, like the similar to what the Steelers did last week for, you know, maybe a not so strong quarterback like a Tua, like a Ben Roethlisberger. And maybe that defense can slow down just enough to get Tua 
uh, you know, get that get that team that uh, a victory. So I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. I was, yeah, I mean, I was considering picking the Dolphins even right now, uh, kind of going back and forth, but I'm gonna roll with the Bills here. Um, you know, you look at that game last week in Buffalo late in the season. This te- these two teams played, and it was nowhere near close. Um, it was an absolute blowout. Tua played terrible. So, I mean, I'm going to go Buffalo. I think they're better than that week one performance. I think Josh Allen's going to have a much better performance here. I think we'll see Stephon Diggs probably play better, even though it's a tough matchup. And I think offensively Miami, I'm just not sold on this team. I think they've got the pieces. Jalen Waddle should be good. Will Fuller is still not going to be playing. He's got personal issues. So hopefully everything is all good with that. But, you know, with the Dolphins, um, you know, I think they're a much better team and people give them credit for. But um, if you have to mute yourself, Rob, go ahead. And, uh, you know, I, I will take the Bills in this one. Um, next matchup, Patriots-Jets. I mean, this isn't even a question for me. Um, this is New England. The Jets are a very bad football team. Zach Wilson looked all right week one. I mean, moments are good, moments are bad. But outside of him, there's really not much good on this Jets team. They do have – I believe Jameson Crowder will be playing this week, so that should help. Corey Davis looked pretty good, to be honest. But uh, the running attack is poor. The defense is poor. So New England should be able to win. Mac Jones looked all right week one. He kind of did his job. Um, wasn't too impressive, but wasn't bad. So uh, give me the Jets, not the Jets, give me the Patriots in this one. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Pats too. Uh, I think this is sort of a game where we're going to figure out how Mac Jones is going to perform this year. You know, what are the expectations for him? Because I don't think this is a very strong defense. I don't really think they're, they're a very strong anything. Um, I think this game has the potential to not really be all that close. Um, yeah, uh, I'm interested to see what Mac Jones does in a type in a game like this against a defense. You know that Patriot offense really should feast on. Yeah, should be interesting to see Bengals Bears. This is a weird matchup. Um, I know who I'm going to take though, so uh, I'll start with you. Who are you thinking in this one? Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears actually here. Uh, I think you might see just. I think you might see some Justin Field drives today. I really do. Uh, Bill Azer, the offensive coordinator, seemed to be calling for a little, throwing some subtle shots at, uh, you know, the uh, Matt Nagy and the personnel during his post-game interview. So I think you might see more than just the occasional gadget play because, I, I mean, the guy they're sticking with, you can understand if it was maybe some generationally good or even just good quarterback. But we're talking about Andy Dalton, or something, you know, one of the best quarterbacks uh, in terms of talent in college football the past couple of years for Andy Dalton. So I think this might be the game you see some Justin Fields in there. I don't know about the whole game, but a couple of drives if the Bears offense is struggling. So I'm going to go with the Bears. I'm going to go Bengals. Um, I was really impressed with Joe Burrow week one, as well as Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon looked fantastic week one. He played a very good game. Um, and, you know, Jamar Chase looked very good. That was a question mark. T. Higgins, he looks good. This team has weapons. Uh, on that offense, the O-line, you know, is the one concern. And in terms of defense, they added some pieces that they're not going to be amazing, but they don't have to be amazing this week. They're playing the Chicago Bears, where Andy Dalton's quarterback. David Montgomery is a huge piece to watch, though. He played fantastic week one against that Rams defense. I think he's evolving into one of those premier running backs in the league, to be honest. He's really impressed me so far, but I will go Bengals. I just feel like they're the better team. Um, and, and maybe the Bengals are a sleeper in this AFC North. Maybe they'll be able to pull some weird strings together. Who knows? Uh, this next one, Falcons Bucks. Uh, I mean, I'll go Bucks. I don't think this will be a close game. The Bucks are just an elite NFL football team led by the greatest quarterback of all time. Shouldn't be a close game. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bucks in the, in the blowout. Falcons are really bad. Bucks are really good. 
pretty simple. Yeah, not much to talk there. Vikings, Cardinals, Vikings. I mean, this could be one of those games where I have a gut feeling, and I think I would have if I wasn't as impressed with the Cardinals as I was week one, but I will go Cardinals here. That week one performance was something else from Kyler Murray, and you're playing a Vikings defense that shouldn't be much better. DeAndre Hopkins should be able to have a, you know insane game. This is a revenge game, you could say, for Pat P. So we'll see what happens there. But I expect a big game out of D-Hop, out of Kyler. And I think that Cardinals defense uh, will be able to contain Dalvin Cook. But, I mean, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, that could be a little dangerous. I don't know. That kind of makes me want to swing Vikings. But I will stick Cardinals. I think they're the better football team. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the Cardinals. I think, they have, I think they're a lot more talented. Um, I just think the Vikings are sort of falling apart. I think there seems to be a lot of discontent in that locker room, a lot of risk, you know. <laughs> You got Mike Zimmer calling out guys for a variety variety of reasons publicly. I think the Vikings are – it might be in for a rough season here. Um, so, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I could see that one going Vikings. They kind of tend to win those games sometimes. But Titans-Seahawks, this could be a very good game. Uh, two high-powered offenses where two defenses not so good. So, this should be a high score. Um, what do you think in this one? I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Uh, I think it's always really hard to pick against the Seahawks when they have that 12th man at home. And I also think they're just a better team than the Titans. I think the Seahawks are a very, very good football team. I think they're being discounted in the NFC a little too easily just because, you know, I think we have seen them collapse a lot over the years, but I think they're going to be, I think they're going to have a very solid season. I think they're a much better team than the Vikings and that, or than the Titans, sorry. Uh, And I think Russell Wilson might enjoy, you know, some time picking apart that defense. Him and Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf should have a great day fantasy-wise and in real life. So um, I'm going to go Seahawks. I'm going to go Seahawks. Well, I know we've agreed a lot today. Um, we've only picked three games different so far, but um, I agree. I mean, I think the Seahawks team is is, is going to be pretty good. Um, I don't think know if they'll be a Super Bowl contender just because I, I just don't think they're that complete. But in terms of this game, both high-powered offenses, when you look at the defensive side, Seahawks had the better players at the end of the day. They have Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, where Titans really just have Bud Dupree um, and, you know, a bunch of guys who we have no idea. Um, they have, you know, some talent, talent, some talented guys there, no doubt. But um, I, I do think the Russell Wilson will be able to carve it up. I think, you know, Ryan Tannehill was not impressive week one. He's going to have to be a lot better. And I think this will be a real, uh, real good showing of how this Titans offense will be this year. Um, if they struggle in this game, I'm very worried about them because this offense should be expected to score a lot today, be very efficient. Um, so if they struggle today, I mean, I think we might have to revisit that AFC South pick, to be honest. But, you know, AFC South could turn into a bad division. Seahawks, uh, I will t- stop rambling a little bit and pick them here. All right. Cowboys, Chargers. This could be a very good game. Cowboys have kind of lost a lot of guys since we last Talked about them. Lyle Collins is giving out five games. He's suspended. Demarcus Lawrence is injured. They don't have Michael Gallup. I mean, they've lost a lot of guys. Chargers looked good week one. What do you think we'll pull out? In this yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Chargers just for the reasons you listed. Uh, I think the Cowboys are decimated. Demarcus Lawrence is so important for that defense, which we already know really isn't very good. And losing their best player, I think inarguably their best player, uh, it, it is really going to hurt them. I think that Lyle Collins injury is massive. And I think people, you know, underrate the, the impact that Michael Gallup has on that offense. He's a very, very, very good third wide receiver, arguably the best wide receiver three in the league. Um, I think uh, Justin Herbert is going to tear this defense apart. I think their secondary is so, so, so bad still. And I just think, 
this is just a day where Justin Herbert's going to further himself as, you know, maybe I am in that conversation for those, for the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, I think Dak's going to have a good day. I, I think he's going to do everything he can to keep them in. I think, I think the Cowboys offense probably going to have a pretty good day, but I, I just don't really see them beating the chargers, even with the chargers, not really having that home field advantage because you'd imagine that stadium is going to be mostly populated by Cowboys fans today. Yeah, Chargers, uh, I'm going to go with them, too. I mean, this is a team that I've kind of been on for the past few years and, and was really high on, um, and they've just suffered from injuries. But they're healthy right now. They've got their main guys. So until they don't, I'm going to ride with them. I think this is a 10-plus win team in this in this league right now. I think they're very good in, in the quarterback position. Justin Herbert versus Dak Prescott is going to be a very interesting matchup. Dallas offense should be good. We'll see what Zeke can do this week against a much more favorable matchup. Um, obviously, he should be able to, you know, more be more involved, and we'll see what you know he can exactly do. But I'm gonna go Chargers here. I do like them a lot. This Sunday night game, though, before we get to the massacre that might occur on Monday night, should be very good. Chiefs Ravens. I mean, I feel like we always have this game each year, prime time Sunday night. Chiefs Ravens in Baltimore. Seems like this has become a week, a yearly occurrence. And last year we saw the Chiefs. Uh, commit a murder almost in, in Baltimore. That was a blowout. So uh, do you think it will go similar to last year, or do you think the Bravens will be able to flip the script and pull off an upset in this one? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. Um, I think, like I said, they took care of a very elite team who played some of their best football last week. And I think the Ravens at the moment seem to be very mistake-prone, very sort of not very careful with the football, a lot of student mistakes. And a team like the Chiefs, a team that's as – elite as the Chiefs is always going to take advantage of that. I think Lamar might have a pretty good game against, you know, an average defense. But at the end of the day, I'm not picking against the Chiefs. Uh, I think if they're just so dominant, I I can't pick against them. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chiefs here too. I'm not going to make that. I mean, I wouldn't even call it a mistake last week. I really think I'm high on the Browns and I think they're going to be a really elite team this year, but this week, I mean, Ravens right now just decimated with injuries as a whole. Their secondary got worse with Marcus Peters. You saw the the Raiders put up 34 points on them. It should just be a tale of, of what's going to happen. The Chiefs, you know, they're, they're going to be as good as usual. Look at last week. We talked about it. Pat Mahomes is just so good, so elite. Um, nothing he can do there. So I won't really touch on this one further. I think the Chiefs should be able to win this one, you know, maybe not as high as last year, but should be, uh, you know, Pretty good win for them. And then lastly, Packers, Lions, Lions, you know, actually looked better than I thought. They used DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams really well. And TJ Hawkinson as well had a major game. Um, Packers, I mean, they're coming off a struggle, but I'm going to go Packers here. I think they're the better team. They're still a playoff team and they should be able to rebound nicely. This is a big, you know, this is a great matchup to have at home after a week like that, where they can really look at it and kind of go, Hey, we can get a real good chance to rebound and, and take off for the season. So I'll take Green Bay. I expect a big game out of Devontae Adams. I think Aaron Jones will play very well as well. Yeah, I'll go Green Bay here as well. Uh, I don't think this game's going to be particularly close. I think these teams are in totally different leagues. But I, I don't know. Maybe the Lions will compete. Uh, I was impressed by, you know, the, the fight they showed last week. But Green Bay, I think this is, like you said, a really good opportunity for a bounce back week. I think you're going to see Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams a little pissed off about last week. And then unfortunately they're going to take that uh, anger out on the Detroit Lions secondary. So I'll go, I'll get this. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Okuda also out for the season with, I forget what, maybe a ruptured Achilles, something very serious. I think prayers out to him. 
But um, with that, I think that will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. If you are new here, please drop a subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. Um, you know, we're trying to grow the channel and whatnot. We'll have some guests on, hopefully in the future. But we'll keep doing these weekly predictions for you. Uh, make sure to check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Outside the Arena there. Check us out on Instagram at Outside the Arena Podcast. Check out our Instagrams. That's all going to be in the bio as long as, yeah, as well as everything. So everything you need, check the link in the description for that. And yeah, like, comment, subscribe, do all that. We love putting these episodes out. We'll keep doing them weekly for you. And with that, stay safe. Enjoy another week of NFL football. And yeah, we'll see you next time on Outside the Arena.